0: It's one of those moments where right product, right time, right place. And it just happened naturally. There was no sexy marketing campaign, no celebrity endorsement. The product legitimately just took off
1: on its own. I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with Chris Hall, who is the CEO of Talking Rain Beverage Company. Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, Dave. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to our conversation. Thank you for taking time. So I want to start with a little bit about the heritage of Talking Rain's portfolio and ultimately the development of Sparkling Ice, one of your more famous brands.
0: Yeah. So Talking Rain Beverage Company is a um, company that's been around for almost for a little bit over 33 years. Uh, We're based in the Pacific Northwest. Sparkling Ice is our national brand. If you live in the Northwest, Talking Rain is also a household brand here. So, uh, people that grew up here grew up drinking Talking Rain, Sparkling, and Spring Water. So, um, about uh, 10 years ago, our brand Sparkling Ice took off nationally and is really the, the item that took us from a regional water company to a national beverage company.
1: And so, what really caused Sparking uh, Ice to kind of have that inflection point 10 years ago? So our company's really
0: been founded on creating quality products that deliver uh, to, on all the senses. So how it looks, how it smells, connects to how it tastes. And then we also really focus on refreshment and flavor. So um, sparkling water's obviously been around for a long time. But in the mid-90s, we actually came out with sparkling ice as an idea around creating a beverage that was bolder, better for you with zero sugar, zero calories. And it was something that was in our portfolio for about 15 years before it actually took off. And um, I, you know, to be quite honest, I think it's one of those moments where right product, right time, right place, and it just happened naturally. There was no sexy marketing campaign, no celebrity endorsement. The product legitimately just took off on its own. Um, during during this time before it taken off nationally, there was a lot of you know product improvements, creative design, things to keep working on to make sure that it does do what it needs to do. And around 2010, it literally
1: legitimately just started selling on its own. That's wonderful. So I want to talk a little bit about your own journey. You know, your career path has been a really unique one across the board. You know, you started as an HR associate, and now you've risen through the ranks as the CEO. Can you take me through that journey? Yeah, I'd love to. So
0: I'm probably quite different than most people in the industry is I don't have a a long beverage pedigree. Uh, My pedigree in beverage is really just at Talking Rain, but I do have a diverse background between hospitality, military, and now beverage. And during that time, I think really helped refine my management ability, my leadership ability. And so when the opportunity came my way to start working at Talking Rain was really as a HR assistant. So legitimately at the ground level. And the reason I came to work for Talking Rain was the um, how Talking Rain was known in the Northwest as a creative, fun, progressive company, and that that was what excited me. So when I joined Talking Rain, I joined Talking Rain to be part of a culture and a company that I want to be part of, not with the idea of so at some point I'll be the CEO. Just naturally over the 13 plus years I've been here, my career has navigated its way around the company to eventually getting me to the role I'm at, which I'm very fortunate because when I look back at the 13 plus years. It was almost like a 13-year training program for the role I'm in right now, which helps me be a better company leader for Talking Rain.
1: So like many businesses, you know, the last year has been a, a pretty unique one. So what's uh, the business look like for you guys across the board with COVID and the pandemic?
0: The last year, I would say we had more external pressures as a company, and I think everybody dealt with this than any year previous to this. Typically, your pressures that you deal with as an organization are usually self-inflicted or caused by the marketplace. But not only do we have to deal with the self-inflicted or marketplace issues, but we had turbulent external issues, you know, social issue, we had a health and safety issue of COVID, we had a massive economic issue caused by COVID, and then we had the political turmoil that um, basically lasted all of 2020. But through that, what COVID caused was a shift in consumption. So instead of more out-of-home consumption, there was more in-home consumption. And so the way our business is structured and how where our brands compete mainly, which is mainly in the food channel, mass club channels, our brands naturally were more available to the consumer when they were shopping to go home. And then on top of that, because there was more home consumption and also an increased focus on consuming quality beverages that um, also added a bit of made people feel a little bit better because people were spending more to feel better at home really connected the dots for our consumers and uh, really benefited Sparkling Ice, the brand, and really helped keep us on track during last year because, you know, a lot of other people didn't have the opportunity to benefit like we did, which we're very grateful for.
1: So you mentioned, uh, you know, 10 years ago when Sparkling Ice kind of took off, it wasn't because of fancy marketing. It was really because of consumer trends and right moment, right time. How have you seen the evolution of the, the water category? Um, kind of across the board? Yeah, so
0: when that took off, at the same time, I would say the sparkling movement took off as well. So a a move away from carbonated soft drinks to sparkling water, whether it was unsweetened or sweetened. And where sparkling ice hit hit is, I think, the vibrant colors, the package, the label, the great flavors, really connected for the consumer. And it gave them an alternative to what historically they were used to drinking, which was carbonated soft drinks. And then with the variety of flavors we have gave them that, that variety at home so they weren't just drinking the same thing throughout their day or throughout their week. But since since Spark and ice took off, we've continued to see this resurgence in wa- water and within sparkling water itself. And uh, not only on us with being you know bold flavors, zero sugar, low calories, but also just in general, I think people, there's a renewed look at refreshment and better for you. And
1: I think those are the two things that are really driving uh, trends right now. Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world, helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it recruiting hasn't changed with the times Hunt club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates partner with hunt club so when you talk about think about those trends are there any that emerged during the pandemic that you think are going to be here here to stay for your own business
0: yes um, so I I really look at two that I think are here to stay. Uh, The first one is increased home consumption. I think we're creating some, I think the the pandemic created a behavior that's gonna be a little bit long lasting and that's increased home consumption. And so um, that's one trend. And then the second one is this continued focus on enjoyed refreshment. So things that make people feel good when when they consume.
1: So, you know, talking about those trends, uh, one of the things that happened over, during the middle of the pandemic was Sparkling Ice launched a hard seltzer. Why was now the time you wanted to launch that? And can you discuss the, the launch?
0: Yeah. So during the pandemic, we did do a test launch in uh, seven specific markets across the United States. And uh, the intent all along in 2020 was to test our spike seltzer to get learnings from it. We feel like we have a right to play in uh, the hard seltzers because of our expertise with flavor and refreshment. So we thought those two things could make, make us be a differentiator in this category. So beyond that, we also felt like the consumers are also looking for other ways to have enjoyment. So I think there's the, there's the healthier, better-for-you enjoyment of just staying hydrated and refreshed during the day, drinking non-alcoholic beverages. And then there's the adult enjoyment as well. And so we wanted to take our expertise and apply that to the adult enjoyment.
1: And you know the, the spike seltzer market is a pretty competitive market across the board. So how's that uh, test been going and how's it stacking up against all of the launches that we saw over the last 12 months in the category?
0: You're right. Um, we call it the sea of seltzers, what, what's happening. Um, I think people are responding to the beverage category faster than ever right now. And when this happened, um, I, we're seeing a flood of competition hit the market. So we're really focusing on how we differentiate from everyone else and so the first one's flavor uh, the second one's the the healthier better for you so lower calories zero sugar and then also just our um, our consumer acceptance of our brand awareness and our, our brand quality so we we feel like that's really what's going to set us aside so the, the test has gone extremely well again in 2020 the test was in seven markets it was very light and right now we're actually ramping up our national expansion so by the end of 2021, we will f- have full national distribution.
1: When you think about innovation and you know launching new products, you know, your core competency has always been in beverage. And obviously the, the alcoholic launch is still a beverage, but launching alcohol comes with a whole different set of rules, regulations. You know, when you look at innovation, how do you think about where you stay with a core competence versus where you move into an adjacent space like you have with an alcoholic?
0: Yes, and that was a uh, topic that was debated internally quite a while before we got to 2020. And not only debated, but also a tremendous amount of research to make sure consumers would be accepting of this, because the last thing we wanted to do is alien our, our loyal consumers. And so uh, we we put a lot of resources towards making sure we do this right. And then when we do do it, how how closely connected is it? What are the things that What are the things we cannot give in on? And what we identified is we cannot give in on what's made Sparkle Night successful. And that's really the bold flavors and the the great quality product. And so that's really what we focused on.
1: When you think about marketing your product, uh, you mentioned some of the trends you see coming of consumption at home and other things of that nature. How do you think business owners and operators can take advantage of these opportunities that are being created and these new change in consumer behaviors?
0: The best thing about today right now is this new uh, way of marketing, which is mainly digital and social. And the, the the advantage with that is that immediate connection with the consumer and also your ability to pivot and change your messaging on the fly. Traditional tactics like TV, once you do the commercial, you hit the go button, that's your media, right? But with social and digital, you could pivot on the fly. And you also can you know, use the technology to make sure you're dynamic, ensuring that every consumer gets the correct message, the correct color, the correct package delivered to them as how they'd want to see it. So as a business leader, the environment we're in right now is really take advantage of the social and digital tools you have to make sure you're, ad- you're adopting real time to make sure your message is relevant. When COVID hit, because we were 100% digital, we were able to pivot all of our media within days versus, you know, having to shut down radio or change your commercial, we're able to pivot everything and make sure our messaging stayed relevant. And relevant to the sense of, we wanted to make sure we did not lose that connection with the consumer, that we stay top of mind with them.
1: When you look at the next 12 months, what does uh, 2021 have in store for Talking Rain? So the next 12 months, um,
0: we're very bullish about our base business, our base business being our non-alcoholic business. And our biggest bet is really our expansion to the alcohol side. So we really are... We're faced with two fronts: is continue to support the base business, which we believe the next 12 months will be just similar to the last 12 months. In-home consumption is still going to be higher than than anybody expected. Consumers are really still trending towards more quality refreshment. And then on the alcohol side is setting up that new endeavor for us as a company, which we believe is going to help take us to higher levels and give us access to more consumers.
1: Well, Chris, it's been a pleasure sitting down and talk to you love hearing the story of what you've done with Talking Rain and, you know, the journey you guys have in front of you.
0: Thanks, Dave. We really appreciate
1: the time and uh, also always appreciate sharing our story. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.